Amen, amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Women of the Covenant, our women's ministry podcast for previously known Hope International Ministries. Now, our new name is Hope International Media Community Center. Amen, amen. I am so happy to come before you on today, ladies, and those gentlemen who are listening in. I definitely have a word of the Lord on today for you, and I'm not going to be before you long, but we're going to do things a little bit different uh, this time. So, we're going to do things a little different. We're going to enter into prayer, but um, as we enter into prayer, I am going to sing, okay? <laughs> I wouldn't consider myself a singer, um, but when anointing hits, you know, I carry a little tune, but um, I'm doing this for a purpose, for a teaching purpose, so uh, let's just start with just lifting up the name of God, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah is the highest praise, hallelujah, 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 thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus. Hallelujah, Father, we thank you, Lord God, and we welcome you into this podcast, Lord God. We welcome your spirit, Lord God. We welcome your presence, Lord God. We welcome the flow of God just to flow through this recording, Lord God, from whoever listens whoever listens to it, Lord God. Let your anointing fall, Lord God. Let your presence fall, Lord God. Let your power fall, Lord God. Let your healing virtue fall, Lord God. Whatever they stand in it in need of, Lord God, let it fall from your grace, Lord God. Let it fall from your mercy unto them, Lord God. And we honor you and praise you on today, Lord God. We worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord God. We ask that if we've done anything in thought, word, or deed, Lord God, knowing or unknowing, Lord God, that was uh, unpleasing in your sight, Lord God. We ask for forgiveness, Lord God, and we repent right now in the name of Jesus that we might come before you, Lord God, with the right attitude, with the right heart, with the right uh, with the right frame of mind, Lord God. We lay, lay aside all weight and all, all burdens that so easily beset us, Lord God, so that we can come together, Lord God, and worship you and learn of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And I do say, I don't know who originally... Uh, uh, sings that song but that that is one of my uh it's old worship song and that's one of my favorite uh worship songs more it's more up tempo but um i do not own the rights to that music that is not my worship song um but uh i do love that particular song and i'm not sure who that is the original writer of that song but i do love that song and it's not me amen so we glorify god amen but i just had to you know put that little disclaimer up in there (laughs) so uh we are going to be coming from psalms 100 verse 4 this is episode 8 and we are still in season 5 the theme is we're still talking about prayer more specifically praise and worship 
That's why I sung the song entering into prayer. Because I want to lead by example and I want to show you how you are supposed to enter in to uh, enter in into prayer. I asked God, you know, what did he want me to talk about on this evening? And this is and that is what he said. He said, and he said this exactly, which is the title. If I had to title our uh, talk on today, our session on today, it would be how to enter into prayer. So that's what God said he wanted to talk about. So that's what we are talking about, ladies. Okay, so we are coming again from Psalms 100, verse 4, and I'm going to read that now. It says, Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. Now, you may have heard that scripture many times, and I would say the book of Psalms, if you really want to get into, or if you are a praise and worship leader, if you have a music ministry, I would uh, implore unto you, I would beseech you, therefore, brethren, I would beseech you, therefore, my sister, <laughs> to definitely read the book of Psalms. It was written by David. It is it is such poetry. It is literally scripture written in poetry. It is praise, it is worship unto God, and it goes through different, uh, I believe it's written by David, but you can cross-check that, because I could be wrong. I believe there may be some other author, authors in there as well, but um, you can cross-check that because I, I could be mistaken. Um, but anyway, it is a very, very uh, good, good uh, uh, a book, and it, it, it is one of those books that, as you grow in Christ, you come to love. And I want to say this, when I was in a Christian college, and uh, uh, a professor came. I can't even remember the professor's name, but I never forget that he said this. And he said that one of the psalms that you will come to uh, appreciate, and as you come into Christian maturity, you will come to uh, uh, value it. You know, uh, you will come to have an experience with this psalm, and that's Psalms 139. Where can I go from your presence? If I if I go to hell, Lord God, you're there. Wherever I go, you're there. And so I definitely would encourage you to read that. That is a beautiful psalm. And and no matter where you are in your walk, you're going to experience that psalm. You're going to experience these low places in Christianity. You're going to experience high places in Christianity. And I would say that and another uh, a woman of God that was a blessing unto my life, uh, she... Uh, uh, a previous pastor of mine, uh, she uh, she said that, you know, with every high, there'll be a low. And that is so true in the Christian walk. You know, we go through cycles, right? And so with every high, there's a low. So with every, in, in my own version of it, I would say, with every mountain, there's a valley. And there's going to be more valleys than mountains. Amen. There's going to be more valleys than mountains because really when we, when we really grow and when we really get our faith stretched and our Holy Ghost muscles working is when we're in a valley, not when we're on a mountaintop. But we have to learn as as, as we get mature in Christ, we, we learn to uh, appreciate the good times and I would say the growth times because we don't want to say the bad times or that's how we would look at it in a natural as a bad time because it's, a, it's not a time where I want to celebrate. It's an uncomfortable time. But I'm learning to cherish those uncomfortable times because although they may be uncomfortable and although they may be uh, uh, 
what's the word I'm looking for? There may be a lot of uncertainty in uh, the uncomfortableness. There may be a lot of pain, but there's growth in pain uh, when you work out. When you work out, uh, they say you have to work the muscle, right? And so you work that muscle until you get it to its breaking point. And once the muscle is at its breaking point, that's when it truly has been worked. And that's when the workout really begins. And so you work it till it's at its breaking point and you work it till it's at its breaking point. And that's when, that's how you stretch that muscle. And so in looking at it in a more spiritual way, to use that as an example or a metaphor, you know, that's how God does with us. You know, he He stretches us. We go through trials. We go through tribulations. He sometimes allows the enemy to do certain things in our lives to teach us a lesson uh, so that we can grow. And it's always for a purpose. He does nothing for nothing. (laughs) With God, everything has a purpose. It has a point. And we are supposed to get that purpose and we are supposed to get that point. And trust and believe me, another spiritual father that I learned from you know, he said, if you drop your books, and I believe I said this before, if you drop your books, you'll lose your lesson. So if you uh, do not get the point in which God is trying to teach you, if you do not get the, the lesson which God is trying to teach you, you will go through that thing again. Maybe in a different circumstance, in a different situation, but it'll be that same, it'll be that same thing, that, that same circumstance that God is uh, not same circumstance. What I'm saying is that same lesson in a different circumstance. Because God is trying to get it in you. He's trying to teach you something. Okay? So when we go before him, we must come before him with the right attitude. We must come before him with the right uh, with the right disposition. We must understand that we are coming before God. And God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We must understand all his sides and all that he is. You know, and come before him in a proper manner. And so... Um, um, I, I don't know why, but God is really is, is really big on his own respect and respecting him and respecting his house. I believe there's been a lot of disrespect going on um, coming back after COVID and taking things lightly and uh, disrespecting the house of God. And that's not what we want to do because that is the dwelling place where we come together and dwell and uh, worship the Lord. And so it, it shouldn't be looked down on. And it shouldn't be looked, uh, it shouldn't be a selling place or a marketplace. Because remember when, in the scripture, when the Lord came into, he said, my house is supposed to be a house of prayer and you have made it a den of thieves. You know, not saying that you can't uh, promote different things in the church. I'm not saying that you can't do that or you can't, or, or a preacher can't sell things or a church can't uh, sell things. I'm not saying that. But the main focus is not buying and selling the main focus is prayer amen the main focus is saving souls the main focus is preparing the church for the for the return of Christ because he is coming back and we don't have the time that we used to have you know so it's very important ladies that we get ourselves together we get our house in order and we become examples after which our children can follow we become examples that others in the community can look up to. Uh, Not because we want popularity, not because we are trying to think of ourselves more worthy than we ought to, 
but because we want to practice what we preach. We want to show love to others and we want to be genuine in that love and showing the love of God, you know, and we want to um, make sure that uh, we present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And this is really, really important, getting back to holiness and God really had to deal with me with this and he really had to deliver me from some things in this. And I'm telling you, he has been uh, really uh, moving in me and really showing me some things about myself that I had to let go of and showing me some things that I thought I was delivered from that I was not delivered from, you know, that I got delivered from. Amen. So um, we have to have those times of secret times where we go and we go away and we hide away with God and just be under the shadow of his wing and let him protect us and let him minister to us and let him comfort us and let him talk to us. Amen. But all that loving and sharing and being open with God, it starts with coming before him in the right manner, you know, because if we don't come before him with respect, and if we don't come before him with honor, then we're not going to uh, associate him with that he can be our best friend, you know, that he is a, a friend that's to get closer than a brother, you know, that, that he is my mother, he is my father, he is whatever I stand in need of, you know, and it'll always be a surface level praise or a surface level worship and that's what we don't want that we don't want um something that's superficial in our relationship with god because it says in the word of god that people you people will say lord lord but their hearts are far from me and and that's not the type of women of god we want to be we don't want to be a woman of lip service and going through the routines and going through uh going to church and going to Bible study and going through this humdrum routine, but really God is not really in our hearts and we're still suffering from loneliness and we're still having sex and we're still going about different things that was sex outside of marriage and, and we're still going about different things that um, are not of God, you know, but we're serving God but and he's, he's gracing us to a certain extent. But as long as you give the enemy a foothold, I'm telling you, and God had to, God had to deliver me in this thing. And as long as you give the enemy a foothold, he will take that mile. He won't take that foothold. He'll take that mile and then some. So as long as he has any area of crack, any area of crack, doesn't have to be uh, sex, sex or premarital sex. It could be jealousy. You know, it could just be having a mean spirit about you. Um, it could just be and be stingy or greedy or whatever. It doesn't have to be um, always sexual sin. It could be any type of sin or any type of trespass that you don't allow the Lord to deal with. Sometimes we, uh, some things are so normal to us or so ingrained in us because when we've been hurt a lot, when you've been hurt a lot, you become bitter. And uh, you can have like become mean-spirited and not even realize how mean-spirited you are. And it, it becomes such a uh, such a uh, a routine in your life that that you don't even realize how mean you are, <laughs> how surly you are, girl. You surly. <laughs> so uh, and, and and that's the way the enemy gets in. And when the enemy gets in, and when he is he's he's he slithered himself in there, right? And he's gotten into that little spot, and he's got comfortable, and you've gotten comfortable with him. You know, in that little spot, in that little place that you have to give God to. 
then he has that area where he can bring in seducing spirits. He has that area where he can distort things. He has that area where he can bring in confusion. So it's not just that one little area where, okay, I'm just going to be mean because I'm hurt, you know, and I'm just going to carry this grudge and I'm not going to give it up because why God allowed this to happen to me anyway, you know. Sometimes we allow things to happen to ourselves because of the door we opened up, not because and that God warned us of, but we went ahead and did it anyway because we, we grown, right? So it's time now, time out for games and time out for foolishness, ladies, and time out for making excuses. And I'm not telling you something that God hasn't dealt with me with because I'm telling you in this book, God has been on me and I'm telling you he has delivered me. He has delivered me. Amen. And I had to walk out this thing first and I had to cry and I had to labor before God. And I had to have my heart broken, you know, and, and it says that he is nigh unto the brokenhearted. And if you draw nigh to him, he will draw nigh to you. So it says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So when we come into the house of the Lord, when we come in to prepare ourselves for prayer, for prayer, we want our mind on thankfulness. We want to be thankful unto God for all that he's done and all that he's doing, no matter what our emotional response may be. And that's why we have to get to the place of no matter what our emotions say, we have to hold on to that joy and that peace. And we have to continue to move. And that is maturity in Christ. To not be moved and swayed by our emotions in any area. And into his courts with praise. So not, not only am I thinking of the things that the Lord has done for me. That thought of, of his goodness and of his loving kindness and where he's brought me from. Issues of praise in me to where I'm clapping my hands, I'm moving my feet, I'm shouting before the Lord. I'm, I might be screaming in my house when I'm praying. Or do you do what you got to do for you in your house? Even if you ain't in your house, I don't care if you're in a church and you got to scream in a church and you get it out. You do what you got to do. You go before God how you got to go before God, and you go before Him naked and not ashamed. And yes, it does take all that. And then again, it says, again, be thankful unto him. So you are, you are coming into prayer in the mindset of thankfulness. You're thinking about the things that he's done. And those things, and that, that thought pattern is issuing forth a praise in you, a, a response, an action. Whether that action be crying out, whether that action be tears, whether that action be a dance. Whether that action be clapping your hands or stumping your feet, whatever that action is, it's issuing forth a praise in you. And then it's issuing forth even more. That praise is issuing forth even more thankfulness. And this is all leading up to prayer. We ain't even started praying yet. We just giving God glory. And it says, being thankful unto him. And this is the way I want to get. And bless his name. This is the part we have forgotten. Ladies, we have forgotten. We've been asking and asking and, and asking God to do this and asking God to move there and asking God to bless this person and asking God to cover this person and asking God for a promotion 
and you know, and and we've, we we have been praying and worshiping God, you know, and singing our song and dancing before the Lord. And there's nothing wrong with that. Those are all good things. But there's one thing we forgot to do, because prayer is an exchange. It's not just me getting something from someone. It's me also giving. We have forgotten to minister to the Lord in prayer. Why did God send Jesus? Why did God send Jesus? He has always wanted fellowship with us. He has always wanted fellowship with us. He has always wanted us close to him. Why did he even create man? Because he wanted fellowship with us. And that fellowship produces worship. And worship is not praise. Praise is thanking. Worship is adoring because of who he is, because of his character. So this really got to me. So I'm going to give you a couple of definitions of bless in general in the English language in a regular dictionary. When you look up bless, it says to make happy, to make successful, to prosper in a temporal in temporal concerns okay but we know that our God is not temporal we know that our God is eternal and that's where we get things crossed up we get so focused on the temporal on the now on the here on where we are right now in this moment that we forget that we are just sojourners in this world we are just passing by our life is fleeting we live to die it's all about Jesus it's all about God and we forget that and so the next definition goes a little bit deeper it's the Hebrew word or the Hebrew meaning of bless which means made holy and consecrated so our worship is holy before God and it's consecrated. And so we know God is already holy. So what we're doing is, is we're giving God glory and we're manifesting this presence of God in and around us. And that's what prayer does. It's not just, it's talking to God, yes, but you have to get to a point in prayer where you're manifesting God's presence. Amen. You're manifesting God's presence. And how do you manifest God's presence? Through worship, through adoring him. Not for what he has done for you. Not for praise, but because of who he is. And you can only adore who he is if you truly know him. And finally, the Jewish term for bless is humble adoration to God, which is worship. So before you pray, and from now on, we have to change our perception of God. We have to change how we do things. Yes, God is doing a new thing. 
Yes, this is the year of God. Yes, prosperity is coming. And I love the way Paula White, uh, Paula White King, I should say, uh, 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 defines prosperity as nothing missing, nothing lacking. So this wholeness is coming where you were, where there were voids, God is covering them. Where there was emptiness, God is filling it. Whatever you stand in the need of, God is the solution. But in order to get where you need to get, it's not going to come through begging God. It's not going to come through thanking God. It's going to come through a level of intimacy and relationship with Him through worship. So I pray today. I really pray for you guys, for you ladies, and those men who are listening. That you enter into a place of worship with God. That you enter into a place of worship with God in your prayer. That you love on Him. Because He loved us. It says He first loved us. That He sent His Son. He sent His Son, His only begotten Son. To come on the cross and die. And die for our sins. He paid the penalty that we could not pay. So ladies, I know it is hard out here being single. I know it is frustrating when you are the head of the household and you don't have no help from no one else but I'm telling you today and I am a living witness that God can help you and he will step in that role as head of the household but you gotta give it all to him you gotta give it all to him and I'm not telling you something that I didn't just walk through because I carried this thing and I carried this thing and I carried this thing and I I, I, I felt like okay I, I can't get delivered from sexual sin So let me just get married. You know, let me just get married. You know, but taking lust into marriage only with birth adultery. And I'm being real with y'all. You know, and and walking in holiness does mean without masturbation, without sex toys. And it is true that when you masturbate and you watch pornography and you do all of that. That spirits do come in your room. Amen. And it does build spirit husbands and this whole, whole, whole thing with that. So we're not getting into that right now, but I'm just telling you that it's true. So when it's when he says presenting your body as a living sacrifice, that means no toys. Ladies, you know, cold turkey. Okay? <laughs> but it's saying it's the least that we could do. For everything that he has gone through for us, for the price that he paid for us, it's the least that we can do. And I'm telling you, in order to do it, you gotta fast, you gotta pray, you gotta deny your flesh, you gotta get with God, you gotta let him minister to you, and let him tell you, okay, you can do X, Y, and Z. And it's a, it's really an individual thing when it comes down to this. And the only thing I get upset about is a lot of times people don't wanna talk about uh, uh, walking in consecration and holiness until they're married, you know. How did? But how did you do it? How did you keep yourself when you were single? Don't tell me when you married and you got your husband up there with you, and I ain't got no husband yet. And my husband ain't here yet, you know. Tell me how you did it. Tell me how you did it. Tell me how you walked through it. And I'm telling you, and I don't even. I, I wasn't even trying to go here. I was trying to keep this to myself. 
and I do be transparent, but I don't like to go into details about certain things, but it must be the Holy Ghost. So, hey, somebody must need to hear it. Let it go. Let God and then walk it out step by step with the Holy Spirit. Thank you.